This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say... You really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, you're listening to a bonus cook-along episode from the Good Food Podcast with Tom Kerridge. Welcome to the BBC Good Food Podcast with Tom Kerridge. This is a bonus cook-along episode. My name is Orlando Murrin and I'm a food writer and I host the podcast each week with Tom. Recently, we were talking about the subject of chocolate. One of the recipes we tasted was Tom's recipe for double chocolate and caramel tart with frosted pistachios and rum cream, and it was quite something. In this bonus cook-along, I'd like to talk you through the recipe now in a bit more detail. We'll take it step by step. You can pause whenever you like, and if you want to jot down any notes or ingredients or timings, just stop the recording, then carry on when you feel like it. You can also find the recipe easily online. To do that, go to bbcgoodfood.com and type the name of the recipe into the search bar. Now, the search function on goodfood.com works really well. So if you can't remember it exactly, just tap in Tom Kerridge double chocolate and the recipe will come straight up. I just tried it and it did. And you'll also find the link in the podcast description. But the actual full name of this recipe is double chocolate and caramel tart with frosted pistachios and rum cream. So here we go. I'm going to run through the ingredients first and then we'll take the method step by step. This is a chocolate pastry tart with layers. It's about 40 minutes actual work to do. It's 50 minutes in the oven. I suggest that you do it over three days 
So it's all ready uh, the day before or on the morning of when you want to serve it. It's a great dessert for that because you just finish it off at the last minute and serve it. Serves eight to 10 people. Uh, It's really a magnificent and very, very sophisticated Michelin star dessert, as you would expect from a chef of Tom's fame and caliber. So first of all, the pastry ingredients. We have 175 grams of plain flour, plus a little more for dusting the work surface. 85 grams of icing sugar, 50 grams of cocoa powder, and if possible, get 70% cocoa solids, cocoa powder. That's the best quality that you can get. 140 grams of butter, chilled and cubed, and two medium egg yolks, lightly beaten. Now for the filling. A 397 gram of caramel or dulce de leche. Um, You can find some carnation cook with caramel, which is very good. 250 grams of dark chocolate, plus extra to serve. 100 milliliters of milk. 175 milliliters of double cream. And two eggs. Now for the frosted pistachios, you will need 75 grams of shelled pistachios. 140 grams of golden caster sugar. And for the rum cream, you will need 250 mils of double cream, 50 grams of icing sugar, and 50 mils of dark rum. So step one is to make the pastry, which you can do up to two days ahead. Uh, Sift the flour, icing sugar, and cocoa powder together in a bowl. Add the little cubes of butter and rub together with your fingers until it's a sort of breadcrumb consistency. Add the egg yolks and mix with your fingers until it forms a soft paste. If it doesn't form a soft paste, you may need to add a little iced water, but just a teaspoonful at a time. Very, very easy on that because you don't want to get it actually wet. If you prefer, you can do that in a food process of pulsing the ingredients till till they just come together. Push the pastry gently into a kind of oval shape, a sort of disc, wrap it in cling film and put it in the fridge for at least an hour to rest. If you do it a day or two ahead, get it out of the fridge an hour before you want to roll it because it'll be rock hard and it won't roll out. So when you want to actually bake the pastry, take the pastry from the fridge, roll it out to about the thickness of a pound coin and then use it to line a 23 centimetre loose-based tart tin. Make sure that you get the pastry right into the corner of the tin and leave it slightly overlapping at the top, sort of a slight flap at the top, so that you've got a little bit higher than the rim of the tin. And then chill that pastry for one hour more, which sets the pastry and helps it to hold its shape when it's being baked. So heat the oven to 190 degrees, 170 degrees fan or gas five. Now get the chilled tart base out of the refrigerator and line it with baking parchment. A good tip is to scrunch up the baking parchment into a little ball, which makes it much easier to, to kind of fit into the corners of the tin. And then you unroll it and it's it's kind of, it's very amenable to fitting around the tin. So fill that with baking beans or rice to weigh it down and bake for 20 minutes. Remove the pastry from the oven lift out the baking beans and the parchment, and then cook the pastry for another 15 to 20 minutes until the base is nicely browned and crisp. When you touch it, it should feel dry and firm, but not, of course, singed. Leave that to cool. 
Now, once it's cool, use a sharp knife to trim the excess pastry around the edge to make a neat rim to the, uh, to the tart. Spread the caramel uh, from your tin over the base of the tart and then put that whole thing in the freezer for at least an hour. But you can do that a whole week ahead if you want to. With a, a, a multi-stage recipe like this, I find it very helpful to tackle it in different days and just a little d- 10 minutes here, five minutes there. And then before you know it, you've got this amazing creation at the end that really you just fitted in among other things that you were doing. Anyway, you've got that in the freezer when you decide that you want to do the next stage. Heat the oven to 140 degrees, 120 fan or gas one. That's obviously very low. To make the chocolate filling, this is perhaps the most challenging part, but it's absolutely fine if you take it step by step. And Tom has explained it all very carefully. Melt the chocolate in a bowl set over a pan of simmering water until just melted. As you know, you don't want to get any water in the chocolate because that can cause it to seize. So you're just trying to gently melt the chocolate uh, until it's liquid. In a separate pan, bring the milk and cream to a boil, stirring to make sure it doesn't catch at the bottom of the pan. In a large bowl, whisk the eggs until frothy. Then pour the hot cream mixture onto the eggs all the time while whisking. It will form a smooth mixture, but a counsel of perfection is to pass that mixture through a sieve to get out any slight eggy lumps that you might have in it. And you can actually pour that through the sieve directly onto the melted chocolate and mix that together to form an ultra-smooth chocolate filling mixture. Now take the tart out of the freezer and pour the chocolate custard on top of the caramel and put it straight in the oven. Bake it for 20 to 25 minutes until there is only a slight wobble. Now keep calm about this. It should not be liquid. It should not be fully set, but there should be a slight wobble in the center. Remove from the oven and leave to cool completely. That will take two hours. Alternatively, you can chill it in the fridge for one hour. And that can be done the day before if you want to. Another thing that you can get ahead with is your frosted pistachios. To make these, put the sugar and 30 milliliters of water, that's two tablespoonfuls of water, in a pan, bring to the boil and reduce by half. But you're not trying to make it caramelized. You're not letting it brown. You're just making a syrup from it. So note the height in the pan, and then you want to get it to half that height. Add the nuts and stir them round, and that will coat them and crystallize them in sugar. Tip those onto a sheet of baking parchment and leave them to cool. The only thing we have to do now that is left to do is to make the rum cream, and that's the easy bit. Put the cream and sugar in a large bowl and whisk to soft peaks. Then pour in the rum and whisk until firm peaks. Put that in the fridge to chill. Now, when you're ready to serve, crush the frosted nuts roughly with a pestle and mortar or a rolling pin if you prefer. Then scatter over the top of the tart. Add neat spoonfuls of the rum cream on top of that. If you're really smart, you can use two spoons to shape oval shapes, sort of egg shapes of cream, and lay them elegantly on the top of the tart, and that is a canal. That's called a canal. 
Finally, just dust the whole thing with a layer of grated chocolate and you are ready to serve perhaps the most sumptuous dessert that you have ever created in your life. I cannot tell you how delicious this is. When this came out of the uh, test kitchen into the studio while Tom and I were talking, we almost fainted with rapture as we um, tucked into it. I can't, I can't recommend it enough. I hope you enjoy making it. I hope you've enjoyed listening to me explain the method. It's Tom's recipe, that, so all the credit is down to him. I hope to see you at our next podcast. Until when, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this bonus cook-along episode. To find more information, go to bbcgoodfood.com. 